welcome to another episode of Seeking First, the intersection of faith and finance. I am your hostess, Shana Harvey of Insight Total Stewardship, uh, a faith and finance company. And today we are going to be talking about prayer in the kingdom uh, and the kingdom of God coming to earth. And what does that even mean? And I have here with us today, Jason Holloway. Uh, So let's get Jason on and get into the show. Hello, Jason. Hello, how are you? I am great. I'm doing very well today. Um, everybody, this is Reverend Jason Holloway Sr., <laughs> who is um, pastor of the Reformed Episcopal Church of Atonement um, in right here in Philadelphia in the Germantown section of Philadelphia. And... Um, it's a little tricky to say how long Jason's been pastoring and, and or in ministry in general. At 16, right? Yeah, I've been there since I was 16 years old when I accepted Christ. And been there all my life except for a couple of years where I did some internship, but I was still connected in there. So it's been about 27 years. 27 years there and officially pastor for the last 11. Yes. Okay. Great. Well, uh, Jason is a, uh, well, I know it's going to seem like I'm bringing all central people on <laughs> the, the podcast. Uh, I'm not doing it on purpose necessarily, but um, I just happen to know some awesome people who also happen to be graduates of Central High School. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jason is a graduate of Central High School, uh, the 253rd class. Yes, correct. correct. There you go. Um, I am the 255th class. Um, so he's a couple years older than I am. <laughs> but uh, he's also a graduate of Drexel University, um, which I, is now the third person that I've had on here from Drexel. So I think I got to expand my circle. A little bit. <laughs> Apparently, I only know people who went to Central and Drexel. So. They're, they're all good people. That's what matters. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the challenge. Like everybody, I'm married in Drexel person. I, I can't get a, my parents are actually Drexel grads. Oh wow! Um, if the circle is good, yeah. you got to stay in the circle. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I I mean, I went to Temple. I got to get some Temple people on here. That's right. Um, as well, so I got to represent for TU. Uh, Jason is also uh, he he's a bivocational pastor so he is not uh, full-time just at the church he also has full-time employment and works in technology communication is that yes right? uh, I'm an RF engineer radio frequency engineer for AT&T so making sure that people can make their phone calls on wireless um, phones and devices and um, I spent a lot of time helping translate technical information into layman's terms for sales and customers and educating our folks on different uh, various aspects of wireless technology. Uh, yes, that is, and yet another technology person too. So that's, that's good uh, because I think it does help to be able to break stuff down, especially when it comes to technology. Like we don't, everybody doesn't always know what to do about uh, technology. So it's good to have somebody who can fix that. So everybody with AT&C is your provider. Uh, thank Jason when 
um, you can understand what's going on there. <laughs> He's helping make that happen. <laughs> oh, great. He's also um, a husband and a father of four boys. Right. Uh, and how old are they? Um, eight, six, four, and three. All four boys. Wow. Yep. Wow, eight, six, four, and three. So Jason has uh, a lot of time on his hands. Yep. So he <laughs> agreed to do this podcast. Uh, and we are grateful for him spending um, some time with us today. And um, I actually want to, uh, we've been in the series about the kingdom uh, for uh, now. This will be the, I think, the sixth episode uh, that we're recording. Uh, in this series, and we want to lay a great foundation for what the kingdom actually is. If we're called to seek it, then we need to know what it is. Um, you can't, it's hard to seek something that you don't know what to look for. Um, so we're in discussions about so much of what Jesus talked about in, in being the kingdom itself and various aspects of the kingdom. And today we're going to take a look at prayer in the kingdom and looking at specifically the Lord's Prayer. Um, people know it. This is quite often a familiar text to a lot of people, but we want to talk about it in, um, in respect of the, this one particular portion that I'll read. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, um, and if you want to follow along, uh, I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version, but uh, starting at verse 5, and I'm going to go down to the end of the Lord's Prayer at verse 13. So, again, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, 5 through 13. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray... Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who's in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, our father in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Indeed. So, Jason, what do you see or hear? in this particular passage? I see there's so much here. I mean, when you talk about the Sermon on the Mount, but as we, you've been talking mm -hmm. about the kingdom of God, it, it really jumps out to me about how, how we need to be approaching prayer. Prayer needs to be mm -hmm. central to the life of a Christian because that's the way that our hearts become aligned with God's will and God's desire in order that the kingdom mm -hmm. of God might advance. Right, right. 
Yeah, and I, I find it ironic that you as a technology communication person would uh, be on this particular episode. I didn't do that on purpose, but such is the, the Holy Spirit. Because prayer is communication. It's communication with God. And it's hard to have any kind of relationship if you're not communicating. That's right. That, that, <laughs> that's absolutely right. And I, I think oftentimes what what happens is we get into a point where we discuss things about knowing about Jesus, but not having a personal relationship with him. Uh, we right. might say, oh, I, I know I know how many years he was in ministry. I know his disciples. I know his commandments. I know some verses about him, but we don't really know him in a personal way. Um, and we, we do that when we are in prayer. We're praying through his word and reading his word. And I, I think it's important. That's why the Lord tells us in Matthew 6, 9, like, when you pray, pray like this, pray this right, way. Right. Let me give you a prescription <laughs> on how you ought to pray. Um, right. I, I think it's important for us to understand and have a model for prayer and to actually pray in this way, to pray the Lord's Prayer. I don't think we pray the Lord's Prayer enough. Uh, for people yeah. who want to um, say, I'm a follower of Jesus, you know, well, let's pray the way he taught us to pray. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that he says when you pray, not if that's right. <laughs> not if you if you decide to pray. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> what he's saying is, hey, I pray. Oftentimes it's more in Luke, um, the, the gospel of Luke, but he's often retreating to lonely places to go pray to the father. Um, and yes, that yes. ought to be our mindset. And when Jesus goes and is praying to the Father to find out what his will is. And that's greatly exemplified in the Garden of Gethsemane when he's saying, not my will, but your will. This is exactly what he is teaching us in the Lord's Prayer. Not our will, but his will be done. And his kingdom right. have a reality, a actual presence here on earth through his people. Mm -hmm. um, right, right, right. He does say that and... and when you pray, uh, and then give some contrast here to, you know, who not to be like when you pray. And the Pharisees at, at that time were the, the religious people that he's mentioning. Uh, and uh, the Gentiles would have been people um, who would be classified as those who didn't know God or didn't have a relationship with God uh, the way that Israel did. Um, but he says that they heap up many words um, and thinks that 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 heard. Uh, he said, don't pray like that. Don't use empty phrases. Um, God, he knows what you need before you need it. Um, and then gives us this this model of prayer. So there's there's a, a, a posture um, before he even gets to the the formula or the outline mm -hmm. for prayer. He talks about the posture that we even have to come to before we pray um, of not praying to be seen, not praying um, to heap up empty words. Um, and then the the interesting part about it is the whole um, your father knows what you need before you ask him. Right. Right. Um, um, 
there's there's two things that are interesting in verse six and verse seven about um, this text. Just like you mentioned about empty phrases and not praying to be seen, that's that's mm-hmm. the Christian secret. That's why you need to go in a closed door to keep you from that yeah. temptation of trying to mm. be impressive to someone with your prayer life. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, watch how I pray. This is so exactly. good. <laughs> Look at the words that I use. Look at the Christianese in which I can talk to God <laughs> and put more of this about me and not about God and the Lord himself. Uh, so I think that's that's the that's the secret of the secret place and that's where he goes to reward you there because it's in those moments behind those closed doors in the into the room and shutting the door and praying to your father that you really can have those honest cries out to the Lord to see his will be done um so I, I think that that's really important and that these this idea of these empty phrases um it's not so much the Mm -hmm. the multitude of the words but the what meaning do the words carry and you know Mm -hmm. and the, the words carry meaning when it comes from a heart that's really desiring to to reach out to the lord um so I think yeah. sometimes that gets confusing. Um, sometimes we, we focus a lot on wh- how many words, and it's not so much right. the, the number of words, but the words that you are using to communicate and the weight that they have um, before the Lord. Yeah, and and in thinking of you know that emptiness, um, there's no connection there mm-hmm. because if there was a connection, you would acknowledge him. Um, as father who knows what you need before you even ask. Um, There's a level of intimacy in that description um, that Jesus gives of the father Mm -hmm. that um, I think presents itself in a way that suggests a certain posture as you come into prayer, Um, that you are coming to your father who knows everything that you need so if you can imagine going to someone who knows your need what would you then say to them um you know are you just going to articulate um what they already know or do you shift a little bit and pray like this like he says um because he's your father that's right that's right i mean that that, like you say, that relationship that you have of him knowing your needs builds confidence to go before the mm-hmm. Lord and present your request before him, as Paul talked about, with prayer and supplication, so that you can mm-hmm. have this kind of relationship that you can share the things that really are burdening you and your heart. Um, right. And it's really important to to think about this and think through this because behind all of this is this understanding that's because someone might say, well, if the Lord knows what I need, why am I praying? Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> you're, you're praying not so much to communicate your need as much as it is 
how is my rec- my going before you changing my heart and my understanding of what my real need is? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that's like saying, mm-hmm. why would I talk to a person? Like, I'm only going to talk to them when I need something. So there's no other reason to talk right. to them. <laughs> 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 like, well, the only reason I would even talk to God is because I need something. Mm-hmm. So... This this is suggesting that um, there is another reason to talk to God. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and many times it's because the Lord has something to say to us. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Like that. The the people in our lives who only talk to us when they need something. Typically, we're a little bothered by right. that. Right. Um, um, fortunately, God is gracious, and He's not like us. So um, He'll He'll keep us coming if 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 our needs keep them keep us coming to Him. Then hopefully we get it one day that there's a lot more to this relationship to be had than me just coming and asking for a bunch of stuff all the time. Right, right. There, there's room for a silence in a conversation with the Lord, and that is part mm-hmm. of your prayer life. If your prayer is only one direction and there's not times in your prayer life where you are sitting before the Lord, listening for him, reading his word, and Mm -hmm. then it's like you say, we are only asking and never receiving and never understanding and ultimately not really seeing thy kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Because right. we're always doing the one saying, well, this is the way I want my kingdom to look like. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I would like to build my kingdom, Lord. And this is what I need to look like. Um, so I don't really care what you have to say. Um, I, I want you to do what I want you to do. Right. <laughs> um, and then we get to the the actual outline of, of this prayer of the Our Father um, in heaven. Uh, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, you know, to, to get to that place, um, I think also requires just a, a shift in posture um, to recognize who you're going to. Um, he is your father and his, his domain, so to speak, uh, in heaven. Mm-hmm. Like we recognize that he's higher than us positionally um, in, in who he is and what he is. And that his name deserves to be hollow. Yes. Like you're not coming to your homie on the street. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so while he, he, he definitely can take all of our colloquial expressions and the honesty of our conversation in heart, he is holy and deserves to be revered as such. Um, so is it would behoove us to remember yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Like like I tell my boys, um, every once in a while, one of them will try to call me by my first name. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I love you. We cool. Like I feed you, I hug you, I kiss you, but we're not crossing that line. <laughs> right, right, right. My name is Dad. My name is Father in and <laughs> right. <in> your realm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from from where you are, you you call me father. <laughs> and, I can see your little ones now talking about hey Jason, and I think every little kid tries that at some right. point. 
um, to call. And I think we all step out of line every now and again and call our parents by their first name. And then we get probably what you uh, gave to your children. <laughs> a correction. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Check yourself here. Let's let's see where this this right, is. Right, right. And, and I think the Lord does the same thing. Like, wait a second. Right. <laughs> I know we cry, Abba Father, <laughs> and that's good. <laughs> but right. you have to understand um, where we are in position to who I am as your Creator, your God. I love you enough to send my Son to die for you. Uh, but to understand yeah. that. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts, um, the Lord says to us. Right. So we have to understand right. where we are in his kingdom um, as yeah. loving children in his kingdom. Children who are loving. Yeah, because he's, he's still yes. king. <laughs> <laughs> as close as he is to us, he is Amen. still king. And um, we are to pray for his kingdom to come and as you pointed out before, it's not our kingdom that we're looking to to build or to to seek after. It's His. Um, and you know, when we don't have the right posture in prayer, quite often we approach prayer as an opportunity to build mm -hmm. our own kingdoms. Um, and this is a reminder that we are to pray for His kingdom to come. Right. 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 Um, and his will be done. That's right. And, and it takes kingdom vision to do that. I mean, we have to be able to have the kind of eyes that the Lord has to see what he sees, to see people who are broken, to see people who are poor in spirit, people who have, who are lost and who are in need and be mm -hmm. able to see how God can affect their lives and how we can be used by him to bring um, the restoration, the restoral of God's kingdom, not only in this world, our communities, our neighborhoods, but in the lives of his creation. And, and that's what God calls Christians to right. do. Yeah, yeah, we are called to, to connect to mm -hmm. his heart for this world, and we would see it the way he sees it. We won't um, necessarily be enamored by the things that this world will attempt to use to enamor us. Um, but we would be uh, seeing the things the way that he, uh, he would see them, uh, which is a good segue to the um, question of how does this relate to how we handle our own financial resources um, and, and uh, how we handle money, I guess, in general. How do you see this connecting to our financial lives? Um, it, it, it's it's pretty evident when we think about uh, Matthew 6 and verse 10, when he says, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, that God's kingdom is counter to everything that we think of here on earth. And that... God has given us kingdom resources to use um, to further and advance the kingdom on earth. Um, right. Money is one of those resources that he has given us to use. Um, right. And we have to position ourselves in a way in which 
money as a tool can be used to help people out of poverty, to provide, um, to have uh, be able to have purchase flexibility in order to restore people in such a way that they might know the kindness and the love of Jesus. So that means like, hey, right. someone needs a coat, we need to get them a coat so they're not freezing to death. Someone needs a meal so that they can, um, so that they can eat. Oftentimes we think about, mm-hmm. oh yeah, well, I'm gonna give to this missionary so we can preach the gospel, but there are everyday things that um, we need to make sure that we have positioned ourselves in such a way so that we are ready to be of use in the kingdom for someone else. Right, right. And that, that again goes back to the posture. So it sounds like even as you explain that, um, it's not just the posture in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the posture in prayer that you take is actually the posture that you take in life in right. general. So it's, it's that life of prayer, the, as, as, uh, Paul said, men ought always to pray um, and calling us to pray without ceasing. And there, there is this um, this posture that Jesus is asking us to take in prayer and the, the way that he told us to pray then carries out into our natural lives and how we engage in using the resources that he's given us to bring about. Um, I shouldn't say bring about because he's doing it, but he's <laughs> he's partnered with us and said, yes, you can help me do right. this. Um, bring about the, the the kingdom and his will being done and not uh, just engaging in this consumerist lifestyle uh, where everything is about me and what I want. And, uh, as people used to say when I was in seminary, my four no more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess in your case is my sister. <laughs> Isn't that right? <laughs> Isn't that right? Uh, but yeah, you're you're right. you're absolutely right there. I mean, when we look at this Lord's Prayer, it talks about our Father and every hallowed be your name, acknowledging you're the king, you're in charge, mm-hmm. your direction. So I'm I'm coming to you in prayer so that I can understand your kingdom coming and your will being done. So Lord, I'm praying to you that you might allow me to put me in the right position, have the right posture to see and to act and to to live in such a way that the money in particular, which we're talking about can be used to further and to bring about restoration in people's lives. So when we, mm-hmm. when we really look at that, now I'm saying, Lord, I just don't, I'm, I'm praying to you. I'm not asking for an advance in my job so that I can get a bigger car or a bigger house or a bigger this or that or a different trip. Uh, Lord, I'm asking for me to have financial stability so that I might be able to share the good gifts that you've given me with others Mm -hmm. and love others financially so that I can provide for others, so I can bless others. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. what's happening. That's how the kingdom of God is coming because the Lord didn't come on earth. When we look in the gospels, you never see Jesus saying, hey, can I have this? Can I have this? Can I have this? He's like, no, 
give them something. Give them something. Right. When he was with right. the disciples and he taught the 5,000 people for three days, and he said, well, they've been with me for three days. I, I can't send them home empty. We need to feed them. And yes. the disciples are saying, well, Lord, count the cost. You know how many wages it would have? You know how little food we have? Right. <laughs> and Jesus is saying, look at what you have, give it to me, and watch what I will do with it. So we're praying yeah. for that yeah. kind of heart and that kind of posture to dominate our lives in such a way that we might have that attitude going forward um, with right. with the gifts that God has given us. Right. And then, you know, because I, I always think about those who pray for, um, you know, and this is probably more geared toward the prosperity gospel movement, those who pray, um, you know, for money and, you know, money comes now and checks in the mail mm -hmm. and all, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Which, you know, can happen. You know, God can do that. But um, I think to simply use God as a genie mm. to get what you what you want for your own usage, um, it, it's, it's a very different approach to pray for the financial resources or even just the wisdom for how to use your financial resources to bring about um, your connection to the kingdom and your part in it. Like how do, how do I use what you've given me for your glory uh, in the best way possible? You know, give me the wisdom God to, to know how to do that. Um, and what that even means um, in whatever my context is. Right. Um, because it's, it's a lot different to say, you know, I want to drive a Bentley. So um, that, it, and that's the only way to bring you glory. So why don't, give it to me <laughs> because that's that's my that's my way of showing you glory and if that's how God wants you to use your resources then okay I guess for some people maybe that is I don't necessarily <laughs> ag agree with it <laughs> but um it's not necessarily you know I, I can't say what other right um for these things um and so, but I do know that uh, where we see the kingdom manifested, uh, it probably will be more about what you give than what you retain. Yeah, right, right. And that's, again, what this whole Sermon on the Mount is about. It's, it's about being countercultural. It's about giving. Yeah. We're told to imitate God who sacrificed his life for us at the end of Ephesians 4, the beginning of Ephesians 5, um, that we are to be giving as the Lord has been giving. We've been given so much by our Lord and our Savior that we need to have that kind of posture. And, and going back to where we started... Part of that is getting into the room, shutting the door and praying to God. And part of your prayer life has to be not only asking, but listening, but hearing yeah. from the Lord. Right. And that's the part of prayer, I think, that is the most difficult um, because there's so many people who you, you're uncomfortable with with silence. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be. Um, you don't necessarily know what you're listening for, but I remember reading an article um, a while back uh, about 
prayer and silence and uh, likening it to a relationship where um, intimacy, intimacy is best reflected in the moments where you don't have to speak. Mm. Um, but you're both very present, but no words have to be exchanged. Um, and that's, that's when you, you still feel connected to the person, but you don't have to talk. Right. And um, can we even get to the place in our relationship with God where that is uh, a goal even like I want to get to the place with you where I can just sit and be um, and not have to use words um, to know that even like it says in Romans that the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us. Um, So what we need, what we really need um, he knows that we might not even be able to pray that. Right. <laughs> so he's like, I'll, I'll even take care of that. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> that kind of intimacy is, is so key. Um, and, and just going back to, I, my mind keeps going back to the Lord when in, in the garden of Gethsemane, right before his crucifixion. And he's asking his disciples to watch and to pray. And he tells them like, you haven't even watched for, you can't even watch for one hour. But the interesting Mm -hmm. thing is he's saying to them, the only words that we were told that he says in that prayer is not my will, but your will. And if this cannot pass, unless I drink it, your will be done. Like it's not, we're not told he's saying a whole lot of words. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, oh, Father, please don't let this happen to me. Haven't I been good? What are you exactly. Because <laughs> that probably would have been me. It would have been me, too. <laughs> I probably would have been walking back home. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, mean, I can't do this. What you no. uh, so to ask God's kingdom to come is to just really understand that, hey, I, I want to see what God is going to do here on earth to make what I know in heaven present and reality and, and, and a reality here on earth. And it happens through the transformations of our hearts and our expressing that through the gifts, the talents, the finances, all these things that he's given us. Right. Right. Cause we know that in heaven, nobody's mm-hmm. hungry. We know that there are no uh, racial divisions right. in heaven. There's no gender right. divisions in heaven. There's no, um, you know, all of the ills of this earth and all of the things that can cause us strife and separation and oppression of people. None of those things exist right. um, in heaven. And so is there a way that we can use our financial resources to reflect that that truth, um, that those things don't exist there. So how do we demonstrate that in the earth? And um, in the previous episode, we talked about um, Matthew 25, where Jesus said, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was in prison and you visited me. Um, You know, that whole um, passage there about the least of these and how to, uh, how that is a, a, a divider and at the end mm. of the age he said yeah you thought you were with me but you had no concern for the least of these and you didn't do that it wasn't just them that you did it to it was me i was right. them yeah. 
So you didn't know me. Um, but that comes about because we're not concerned about, uh, we're not connected to his heart, uh, which really only happens in prayer. That's right. Absolutely right. And we have to really yeah. have our focus and we have to get our minds and our hearts aligned with the Lord. And that's what the Lord's Prayer is all about. Aligning our will yeah. to his will. Um, yeah. Yeah. The law of prayer is the law of belief. I mean, like what I believe is what I'm going to pray. And that's why it's good to pray the Lord's Prayer because it helps form us. It gives us the spiritual formation um, in mm -hmm. which now we're starting to think the way God thinks, to, to look at things the way the Lord looks at things. And once we start getting that in our heart, then all of a sudden, what will flow out of us and in our finances will be using them to build his kingdom and building God's kingdom is not accumulation, but the giving in order to see others loved and restored and built up where people are not hungry, where people are not in need, where um, people um of giving justice, where grace is seen, where mercy is seen, all these things happen in the kingdom of God. And we can see these things happen on earth as God's people are called to use their finances in, in that way. Right. And that doesn't always mean that, um, that you can't have nice Correct. things. Cause I, I think that, that, that people automatically go to the, well, then I can never have nice things. I think, uh, sometimes God will use those nice things to bless other people, but we just can't be attached to those right. things. Um, those things can't form our identity. Our identity is formed in Christ. It It is found in Christ. And uh, this world will say that you are, you know, the sum total of all your possessions and, you know, your reputation and um, how much money you have. That's how we're going to identify you. Um, and your identity needs to be rooted in those things. And God's saying, nope, it's going to be rooted in me. Um, that's the only true identity anyway. So you can't be so attached to this stuff that you are not willing to walk away right. from it. If asked for the glory of mm -hmm. the kingdom um, or to give it to someone else. Like, you know, it might be that you bought this thing that's really nice that you love. And then God is like, great, now give it to this right. person. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> I just got that, Lord. <laughs> right. He was like, yeah, I know. You bought it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and you, you don't right. know. <laughs> so, um, it's not that. Uh, he can't reward you with that, but we can't grow so attached that we're in this constant accumulation mode and um, we can't detach easily from these things. Cause I think they're, they're, you know, we're always going to be tempted to pray uh, for whatever is the most burdensome thing uh, in our life. And we're, we should, because we're, we're going to our father, but we also have to remember that he knows what we need, what we really need. Right. That, that even, even when we're praying for financial burdens that we're experiencing, um, there's still a formation that happens even in times of financial difficulty. Right. Um, 
you still have to be formed in him because we can be easily be tempted to be formed in whatever this world is offering. And um, especially when it comes to money, especially if we're comfortable financially, um, then we're tempted to be shaped by our financial condition um, and let that be uh, our guide at that right. point. Right. And, so, and, yeah, prayer keeps us from It does, that. and specifically the Lord's Prayer. I mean, even an example that you used about like, oh, I'm giving this thing away that I thought was for me and I'm giving it to someone else. If you pray, if you're feeling angst, uh, if you're feeling um, that, wow, maybe I'm being greedy, maybe my heart is not right. Oh, I'm really attached to this thing. The Lord's Prayer is a good go-to spiritual formation thing to do to get your yeah. heart in check, to say, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be named. Oh, you're the king. <laughs> Let me sanctify your name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I had to give this thing away. Yes, because it's your kingdom, not the one that I'm building right. on my neighborhood, on my streets. <laughs> <laughs> right right you know lord <laughs> give me this day my daily bread the things i need for this day i know i wanted that thing right but i need this thing today yeah forgive me my debts <laughs> as i forgive my debtors because really i wanted this for me and now i'm kind of angry <laughs> so lord please forgive me of that <laughs> yeah. and lead me not into temptation to do this again so Right, right. The Lord's right. Prayer is spiritually <laughs> forming us to be conformed into the image of his son in order that my heart might be right when it comes to money and how it's being used right. and what I'm using it for. Yeah, yeah. We need to to go back to this model, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily just use our own models but i mean you know jesus is, is pretty trustworthy in the, in that sense if he's telling us that this is how we pray we should probably pay right, attention right absolutely <laughs> it's a good idea to do so absolutely. so this is a uh, convicting for me to make sure that in my prayer time i'm like okay go back to the basics here um if you get out of whack this is something we can always turn right. to. Absolutely. Uh, I, I totally agree. And, and maintaining that connection. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jason. I um, am uh, always grateful when people share their time to, to discuss the matters of eternal life uh, because it is something we probably don't talk about Amen. enough uh, in general, but it is probably the thing we should talk about because it's a big deal. Right, right. It is. <laughs> It's an eternal <laughs> yeah, deal. It's a matter of life and death. <laughs> right, right. And, uh, you know, helping to increase the faith of, of me and for others. And we know faith comes by hearing. So the more we can talk about it, the more faithful we might be able to be to become um, in our own walks and, you know, strengthening one another uh, with what's true and with what's good. So, uh, thanks for your time and contribution to that. Um, and any uh, anything coming up at the church that you would want to let the listeners know or just extend an invitation for them to come visit yes, you? Yes, indeed. Yeah, we're always um, welcoming to those who want to come visit us at Church of Atonement um, at 6100 Queen Street um, in the Germantown section, 19144. Uh, we just started this year an after-school program 
uh, trying to, um, like we talked about here earlier, really see the kingdom being advancing. So we have that going on and um, for our kids in first to fifth grade. And we also are doing a camp June 17th to the 28th. So from 9 to 3 p.m. Yeah. with um, extended day available. Um, so if you're looking for a place to send your kids where they can be safe, where they can learn about the Lord, have fun games and, you know, do some cooking, some arts and crafts. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing that for uh, two weeks from the 17th to the 28th of June. Oh, great. Well, hopefully uh, people will come out. I'm sure it'll be a great success. Um, thank you again. Um, be sure to tune in. Um, you can find me and my company on Facebook, Insight Total Stewardship, or you can follow us on Twitter at Insight, uh, Get Insight TS, uh, or our website, uh, GetInsightTS.com. Uh, until next time, thanks again for your time, and we will see you. Be blessed. Thank you.